Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. of left turns and left noises it is episode 57 we are recording on thursday may 14th i am your host anthony dietrich i am joined as always by my co-host fellow partner in crime kevin costello what's good dude dude we got racing this weekend it, it, we it feels have, good we have racing this weekend i'm also joined by a very very special guest a good friend of mine uh you may know him on Twitter as Lefty, or you may know him from his various paint schemes that you may see all over the place, but I know him as Noah Sweet. Noah, what's good? Uh, lots good, actually. Pro invite's over, which is kind of a bummer, but we got racing back, so gotta be happy about that. Yeah, no, exactly. We got some real racing this weekend. I think that we got some action. The trucks are on Saturday with Xfinity, correct? Truck? No. No, no trucks? Trucks aren't until Charlotte. I think it's the... That's what I thought. It, All it's right, either the good. Monday got, or Tuesday night after the 600. All right. I got my one error out of the way now. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see about the one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish trucks were at Darlington. Jeez. That'd that, be awesome. I, I, they were at Darlington, I feel like, at one point. Unless I'm having a fever dream about when they raced there. I feel like Todd Bodine won a race at Darlington in the trucks. I feel like they were there at some point. I don't know. Like Darlington well, is such a great track. I don't know why they don't go there for throwback week. But yeah, no Darling. I'm no glad they're not doing the throwback week with these races. I feel like that is just a, a Labor Day weekend. Type oh yeah, thing. I agree. 100%. Like, but the, it, I'm glad to see Darlington get uh, some races, especially considering it is a fun track, and I do like Darlington under the lights. I know some people are just like eh, about it. You know, I know that this race is starting at like 3:30, but I feel like by the time it's over, around like 6:37, we're gonna get that twilight, uh, dusk, light time, lights. Light time. Words. I don't. Words are hard, man. Sound <laughs> like I was having a stroke there for a second. <laughs> Sorry, um, but we got some pretty big news coming out of uh, the F1 world today. Uh, kind of a shocker. Is this the earth-shattering news that Stern tweeted about two years ago? Uh could be. Yeah this this week's been this might pretty be, yeah. wild for F1. Yeah. So for those who have been doing other things with their life besides spending online, understandable. Honestly, fair. Um, so it was announced earlier this week that Sebastian Vettel would not be returning to the Ferrari seat, which kind of came out of shock because 
it sounded like <laughs> he was wanting to be there, but I, I guess he wanted a multiple year deal and what he was asking for. I don't think Ferrari kind of felt it was worth no. it. Literally considering Leclerc beat him last year and got paid like a fraction of the price to what he was paying. So I get that it didn't work. So that seat opened up and talks started to formulate between Carlos Sainz and Ferrari and Ferrari have signed Carlos Sainz as their second driver. I'm going to say it's probably going to be similar to a Mercedes situation where it's Hamilton one, Botas two. Yeah, for sure. Just because they, I feel like they want that championship finally. And Leclerc is definitely the guy who can bring it to them. And Sainz after getting kicked out of Renault about a year and a half ago for Daniel Ricciardo is now going to be driving for Ferrari while Daniel Ricciardo replaces him at McLaren to join Lando Norris. And I'm sure we'll see something wacky happening at Renault. You know, maybe they'll bring up someone from F2. Maybe we see another name that we haven't seen in some time. Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards to F1 (laughs) confirmed. Now, if you were listening to the podcast earlier, and I believe January or February, actually our insider for F1, Jordan, actually predicted that uh, Sebastian Vettel would be um, out of Ferrari this year, but mostly for retirement. Uh, Jordan mm-hmm. did not predict at all Carlos signs moving into Ferrari, but definitely did. I recall say that Carlos was going to be a one to surprise us this year. I don't think this is what he meant, though. I mean, he beat out both the Red Bull drivers last year that weren't Max Verstappen in points. So, like, that's yeah. I guess he, when he, he that one um, one of them's Pierre Gasly. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair, but like of anyone that deserved that Ferrari ride who's currently in F1 just based on previous results from last year signs is definitely the guy and like he Mm -hmm. seems like he seems like a great guy like I don't know if he'll get race wins but it'll be cool to see another like a new face challenge for podiums on a consistent basis because let's face it there was five drivers last year between 21 races (laughs) consistently do that so it'll be cool to see another one um I'm pretty think... hyped for F1 now. <laughs> like, Me too. Yeah, I don't know. I was already hyped, but Albon and Red Bull, I think, is the only seat left that of the of the big three teams that is open. I know, like Mercedes and yeah, just Mercedes technically haven't confirmed their drivers back, but I'd be appalled to see Hamilton and Botas that. Changed. Well, you were saying before we started recording that Sebastian Vettel could end up winding up in a, some kind of weird maneuver to Mercedes if Botas ends up. That's just yeah. like a big what if. That's like a yeah. worst into the five joke at this point. Like, I don't. I don't think Botas will, especially with the regulation changes getting postponed. They probably want stability at Mercedes, and yeah. I think Botas is the guy to give them that. Yeah. All right. Noah, what do you think about uh, what's going on in F1? Or are you just not much of an F1 guy? Um, I like F1. I think it's an interesting sport, but I wish it was a, I was a little more involved in it. Well, <laughs> I mean, watch watched like, a uh, rush last night. That's, a, that, that's one way to start getting into is looking up some of the history, and then you can go from there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd highly recommend if you want to like get into F1 in a very conventional way. Like, if you got Netflix, watch that Drive to Survive series. That, like, yes, you, great that, get, That's like... That is like a like a really cool like bandwagon bandwagoner's guide to like start watching F one because it really puts you in depth into the entire series like the prior yeah. series that's going on like at the moment and it, like it goes in depth with some of the smaller teams too so you you kind of get an idea of what it's like to be a part of the entire F one series rather than just who you see on TV but yeah. I mean 
I, I was kind of hoping because I, I heard the news about Vettel. Uh, he wasn't coming back to Ferrari. And one of my favorite drivers, I think, in F1 right now is Daniel Ricciardo. He's got he's got he's got some he's got some uh, NASCAR interests. He runs a three oh, yeah. because Earnhardt was one of his favorite drivers as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I guess I could just kind of stuck to him in that sense, which is kind of a boring reason to stick to a driver. But I don't know. I was kind of rooting for him to go to Ferrari because I kind of like Leclerc. Um, I was watching. I was watching that. I think it was Bahrain, where he was about to win that race, and then he had some sort of issue when Hamilton passed him, and mm-hmm. Hamilton won his what fifty millionth race in a row. So like I kind of, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt horrible for him, and I just wanted to see him win that race. And then he won. Uh, he won Monza, I think, right? Yeah, Charles, Charles Leclerc. That was that was an emotional win for him, and I I thought that was really cool. So I, I like Leclerc, and I I thought it'd be really neat to see. Uh, uh, Daniel Ricardo and Leclerc on the same team, but I wasn't sure how realistic that was because then again, I'm not too involved with F1. But um, seeing Ricardo go to McLaren, however, with Lando Norris, uh, yeah, that I should think be McLaren's that should be a fun up. team. Yeah, yeah. McLaren, those, those, those are some fun guys. If I could yeah. apply for any job in the world right now, it would be like director of marketing at McLaren F1 because oh, man. <laughs> those two yeah. guys, I feel like, are towards the top of marketable F1 drivers just with their personality and what they do on social by themselves already. So, like, it's pretty much like you don't have to do anything and just watch the money come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to see those two guys tangle. I hope I hope they I hope they stay on good terms throughout the for the next season or even this season. Oh, we got our pulse setter, boys. Oh, shit. Okay, so what happened there? Is it uh, who we thought it was going to be? So Matt Kenseth, we were all hoping would get the poll. Unfortunately, that is not the case. He actually Woof. qualified. He, he got 12. So he got the worst that he could have uh, from the top 12. But our poll winner, Brad Kozlowski, has won this poll. Oh, boy. Great. Can't wait yeah. to watch Jeremy Bullens fumble the bag. Uh, yep, Matt is starting third. Good shit. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at the Pockers tweet right now. It yep. makes wow. sense. Like I, I like you think about. I honestly forgot to bet Hedo was having a really nice uh, season. He finished second in Vegas. He's had I think he's got what three two top tens this year. Like like he was yeah. eighth in owners points going uh, coming out of the West Coast swing. Yeah, good for him. Um, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, uh, trucks did run Daytona or Daytona Darlington from 2001 to 2004. Then uh, took a four-year hiatus, and then 2010, 2011, and Todd Bodine did win one of those races in 2010. Oh, See, I was look, not... at Anthony, look at Anthony. Yeah, wow, I made up. <laughs> oh, technically, stuff. was I was wrong, but you know, I I got a huge technicality correct. So I'll I'll take that any day of the week. Man, they used to run 147 laps in the trucks around Darlington. Bring that back. That's a that's a sprint. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> if that goes caution free, that's like under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these races were under two hours. I don't have a problem with that. Like, you know, you keep all the cup guys out of there, you know, you're going to get some, some trouble with those young kids trying to get around that track. Yeah. All right, well, um, I feel like there was something else we had to talk about before we got into the picks. F, let's see. Yeah, that runout suit's open. I think that was the only thing left in F1. Yeah. We're still waiting to hear on a confirmed date for their season you could also, start. You could also interview the guests that we have on the podcast. I think that's yeah, a good that... idea. We brought them on here. That was next. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think of anything else from F1 besides that. No, I think that's uh, right. that's it. Well, I wanted to kind of try to casually bring this up before we started recording, but um, Kevin, I wanted to ask you if we could maybe start a new segment, but I wanted to get into it first with Lefty. So um, me and Lefty have been uh, hanging out uh, in Discord. I know that sounds 
weird, but we've been watching some movies in there, and I wanted to know from you, Luffy, what is your uh, personal favorite racing movie since we watched my personal favorite, Rush, last night? Uh, you see, uh, I, I've, I've seen quite a few, and I feel like I need to rewatch a bunch to really decide what my favorite is now. I'm really um, happy we re Rewatched Driven. I was very happy we rewatched that. Oh, geez. Yeah, I missed a lot of things. I must have watched a different cut or something because I feel like there was parts of it that I missed because I hadn't seen that movie in such a long time. But I can tell you right now, um, it's a long shot, but Driven has got to be the best racing movie that I've ever seen in my life. Thank that you. movie is a home run. I think every part of that movie from the CGI to the storyline to the mix between F1 and CART is just absolutely phenomenal. I was very uh, happy to see that they could run both Detroit and Montreal at the same time. That was very impressive. <laughs> uh, you can't you know, like the, these cars are in 100 million people watch those races every single race like people forget that like fox can uh -oh. really pull in six million no yeah at the beginning it said 900 million spectators or something oh, like 900 that million. I wasn't yeah i can't remember i think it was 900 million oh my god that that's, movie i that's swear to god it's like a seventh of the world's population or anything <laughs> i don't even think a seventh of the world's population watches the world cup and that's like the biggest thing like sporting event like that they have <laughs> they they must have they must have just said nine hundred million like combined throughout. I don't know it so when th they were talking movie... about filming the movie. They were just like, okay, like how many people watch these things? And they're like nine hundred. And Sylvester Stallone walks. He's like, oh, nine hundred million. Sounds yeah. Great. <laughs> it's just it, it. I feel like it was like a kids movie, but it was given it like is. a mature it rating. Honestly, it, I it, I feel like I was watching a Hot Wheels race, but it was live action. Uh, like that well, Highway glad. 35 movie that came out like uh, what, in the early 2000s. Dude, I had that it on VHS. It like... I'd watch that like once a week as a kid growing up. Oh my, oh gosh, my gosh, Kevin. <laughs> That's, I don't know what's more impressive. You having to like, I, I feel like you had to rewind that after every single time you were done too. VHS was nothing to fuck around with. I was dedicated <laughs> to the grind. Dude, I remember watching a VHS as a kid and no one rewinded it. And I ended up, uh, I think it was Star Wars. And like, it was when the Death Star exploded. I'm like, are you kidding? Like how 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 does Blockbuster allow this? It was disappointing for my uh, eleven year old antics. Oh, Kevin, do you have a personal favorite racing movie? We need to watch all the racing movies and rank them. That's what I wanted to ask you. Um, I mean, like, I it's gonna be so cliche, but like, I grew up in a little bit. I don't know how old you are, Noah, but I'm just turned twenty one. So I grew up when like. Cars, the movie first came out. I was like, oh, and that's, that's, that's six religion. or five year old. That was the coolest thing. I saw that at least five times in theaters. I could probably quote the entire opening scene to that song. And now my little cousins are in love with that movie. So I've been watching it whenever they're up and they want to watch it. So, like, it's hard to beat that. But, like, as a true racing movie, um, I really liked Ford versus Ferrari. I know I it's not. I've not seen it nascar per se but like yeah from racing it's a great film would recommend it i don't think a movie has to be nascar in order for me to like it i mean i no, didn't just, really just like making sure like, i have <laughs> yeah. i have the worst opinion of any racing fan that i wasn't a huge days of thunder guy but that's just you know it's overrated. it was a tony it was a tony scott movie that was essentially just top gun with nascars and that's fine it, it worked it was an entertaining movie it's just like as a nascar fan i was like oh. mm-hmm yeah, they nailed they nailed the NASCAR aesthetic down pretty well with like you know they the custom paint schemes. It wasn't like yeah. real cars and stuff like that. They did a really good job with it. They went even it, they they went as far as even putting the actual cars on the racetrack during the Daytona 500, had them turn like twenty some laps, and then 
recorded them for a bit and then took them off the track. I can't remember who drove one drove them. Uh, I think shoot, was it Greg Sachs who drove one of them? I Damn, can't remember that's... who drove the other car. It was it was crazy how they recorded it. That's some Brock Beard knowledge, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that, but, that's that's way well out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm 19, so I I did I had the I had the Cars video game on GameCube, and that's I had it awesome. on DVD, and I had it on like a little MP, like it had I had this little like CD player where like you open it up, it was almost like a mini laptop. You put the CD in it, and you could like play it, and I played that movie every day. Not to flex, but I had the Cars video game on the Game Boy Micro. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) This rich kid over here. (laughs) Game Boy Micro, God. It's great. But goodness. Yeah, on like a on like a serious level though, Ford v Ferrari really did capture my attention. It's got a few NASCAR references in it where it it talks about like the pit crews and stuff and the the NASCAR engine that they like upgraded to put Mm -hmm. into the uh the uh the GT forty. But um, it like it really, it's not just about like the racing in that movie either. It's about how like people try to manipulate racing and how it's impossible. And it's it's a really really great like movie in general, in my opinion. But I might yeah, be biased because it's a racing it. movie. <laughs> that's why I need to watch it. I also love Christian Bale. He's one of my favorite actors. I feel like he doesn't get enough uh, credit because oh. he sounded like he had been smoking three packs of cigarettes a day when he was Batman. So it was like. Uh... Yeah, he, he does a phenomenal job in this movie. He did he did great. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. I, the Fighters a great movie with him. Um I'm trying to think. Uh three ten to Yuma is a great one with Christian. Christian Bale's just fantastic. I, I need him in more movies. Anyways, so let's 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 us actually ask you some real questions. So you do um some paint schemes. If you haven't heard, Noah uh, you know, he's got a couple cars that actually you may or may not have seen in broadcasts. I specifically like to point out the blue emu car since I think that is one of your best um, pieces of work, even though you probably don't think so yourself. I'm actually curious. Yeah. What is your favorite paint scheme that you've done that, that like actually got bought? Um, I, I mean that blue emu car, it, I, it's, it's beautiful. It's starting, to, it's starting to, yeah, it, it's rubbing off on me. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not like the, uh, it's not like that's the only car I make when like I yeah. get asked to make paint schemes. Do you go through like either minimum three to like top six concepts when you're yeah. doing these paint schemes for these like real like television broadcasts? And you know, the, there's multiple people that have to pick the car, and it takes a while. Like you have to make sure you hit a deadline too. So these paint schemes are being like made like almost a week and a half before the race is even like started. So. Oh, excuse me, Joyce. Uh, the uh, yeah, the the Texas car that I did. Um, we only did four concepts for it. That was the first time I ever uh, the Texas Pro Invite car. Uh, the the one that was like gold and blue. Oh yeah. Uh, that was the first. That was the first car I ever did. Um, the hood logo didn't stand out too well. Um, we I didn't quite have permission to change the logo on the hood, so we just kind of kept the blue emu logo, and uh. The uh, concepts I showed, I only showed profile views, so they didn't see what was on the hood. Um, the car ended up looking okay. Um, I was, I still had, I still had nervous jitters just, just doing the whole thing and sending everything to Blue Emu and stuff like that. It was just a crazy process. And then once uh, Texas was over, Bristol was the next race, and I was told, "All right, now we got Bubba Wallace and Landon Castle paint schemes." And I go, 
oh shit <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to accelerate this far so i came up with uh i pitched a few ideas to them like they pitch ideas to me i pitch ideas back and we all kind of yeah. mix them together until we get to a point where it's like okay here's what we're going to do so what we eventually got to was i was going to make a concept uniform scheme because it was both blue emu uh uh bubble wallace was one of the running the blue emu i think it was called um uh i think it's a blue emu spray i think and it's like a red accent color with the blue and of course landy castle was running the i think the uh, premium strength i think is what it was called with the gold color so i did like a uniform scheme where the scheme was blue and white and then had the red accent and then the other one had the gold accent and it was uh set to be like a uniform kind of paint scheme and then I came up with three concepts, uh, three like uni- like its own concepts for each driver. So like in total, I had just this massive amount of paint schemes. And in the end, uh, Richard Petty Motorsports wanted a Petty Motorsports design, and uh, Blue Emu selected a uh, that white and blue uh, car that you've seen all throughout uh, the Pro Invitational series for like the last, I think it was like the last six races that it was ran in mm-hmm. that yeah. they used that car. But uh, but yeah, with the whole Bubble Wallace thing, uh, <laughs> I, I I had no idea my paint scheme was going to be the face of a controversy. I mean, <laughs> I, I saw that thing. There was David That's Land cool, asked though. if That's he could. Flex, yeah, though. it is. I mean, David Land like was like, "Hey, can I use your picture for my YouTube thumbnail?" I was like, "Ah, yeah, <laughs> sure." <laughs> I, I, I didn't really know how to react. It was it was just crazy. My my mother was pissed. <laughs> she was like, he, he can't do that. He can't just quit the race. I'm like, mom, he 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 ran out of his resets. He he quit. Yeah, he could have done it in a better way, but I mean, what what are you gonna do, right? I mean, it's also it, the a people, video simulator. Like, that's awesome. yeah, and the it, it sure is. It is a video simulator, you know. And I mean, and it, the issue is with it though is Bubba was still representing a sponsor in yeah. that moment. Right in his stream, he had Blue Emu on the overlay, and he's he like says, "quote I this is why I didn't take this seriously," you know. And he just kind of quit. He doesn't know that um, I was paid to make the car, right? And I was potentially going to make his paint scheme next weekend, but he robbed me out of the money I would have made if uh, he wouldn't have quit and did whatever he did, you know, and made a scene out of it he would have probably would on been on the blue emu team next weekend and i would have made more money but he congratulations uh... bubble walls you've completely robbed my friend noah here uh (laughs) um, is bubble wallace being warned before we put him on the list uh i don't know i mean yeah we'll put him on that who did we put last week on the uh, the maybe we had someone on the watch list yeah, Pagino. yeah, Pagino's on the watch list. Like, if he does one more thing, he's canceled. But I think we can give Bubba Wallace a couple of strikes here before we cancel him. I mean, we've, we've met Bubba. I've met Bubba now twice. Yeah, he's a good I've guy. met Bubba. Yeah, Bubba's, well, yeah, nice Bubba's guy. cool. He still, he yeah. still quoted me on Twitter and said it was a cool paint scheme. So, I mean, yeah. my day was made. <laughs> well, he, he, he owes you uh, some money there. So, we'll. Next time we see Bubba, we'll we'll see if we can't uh, weasel some money out of him. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can't get him in like a rock, paper, scissors competition. We can yeah. bring it. Or some oh, shit like that, that. Yeah, that reminds me. I actually almost did three paint schemes for that weekend. We almost had oh. uh, Timmy Hill, but he Ooh, ended up getting yeah. a different sponsor. So it would have been, I would have been the top dogs, Landon Castle, and hardcore. Timmy, in yeah, this. it's 
it's it's been crazy. It's they've they've been doing a lot. I've I've been real impressed with Blue Emu. They've been uh, sponsoring a whole bunch of stuff in NASCAR, and I've still been doing paint schemes for Lynn personally with with, yeah. with Blue Emu, like doing Xfinity cars, dirt cars, you know, mm-hmm. the dirt midget, all sorts of cars that I've just been painting that Bristol Blue Emu scheme on, and mm-hmm. they've been they've been really. They've been doing a lot. I've 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 been quite happy about it. I mean, of course I'm happy about it. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's 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 going on in my resume, you know. And 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 here's to think that you know I thought my first car that was going to be on TV was going to be that uh, Davy Dragon barstool car <laughs> at Talladega two weeks ago, but it ended up being this Pro Invitational series where I had a car on TV like almost every weekend. It's just yeah, crazy. That, it's a blessing in disguise. Really awesome. This whole thing. Hey, you'll you take them where you can get them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you did you end up getting uh, any more offers uh to paint any cars or is that just kind of a little hush hush right now? Um at the moment there isn't much. Um I've been doing a lot of commissions. I've been uh I've been working mm-hmm. on some merch with uh Black Flags Matter and I've been uh finishing up some stuff with uh Sloppy Joe. Uh getting stuff nice. cranked out with them. Uh it's it's been a little rough with the whole I've been trying to work during co- this whole COVID thing, trying to make sure I have money, you know, just in case commissions don't yeah. come in. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, commissions have been a little hectic. I have been trying to organize <laughs> it. I'm kind of new to this thing, so um, I apologize to those people out How there. How dare who you be good at painting? on their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, was, I was being told that I wasn't charging enough money uh, in the last podcast I was in. So I had to, like, up my prices. <laughs> so... Um, I, I've been, I've been like rearranging, uh, like I've, I've been trying to make a website on Behance and that hasn't really been working. I ended up just yeah. making a portfolio for my final project in college and that kind of fell apart, but I, it's, I got a lot of steps I got to take and I'm really not sure what the first step is. So I have to figure that out first before I do anything. I'll tell you right now as a man whose paperwork is all over his floor right now, organization is key. Organization's key. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's going to start post. on my desktop because my desktop yeah. is an absolute mess with files right now. And I'm looking at it and I'm having a stroke. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, just uh, make sure to take that part easy at least. You know, just, or I organized my desktop and I, I, I felt so much better when it, everything was in like a folder. It's like, yeah, the folder's a mess, but at least it's not a mess I have to look at every single day. True. Fold, yeah. Folder, folders actually not bad. I'm, I'm keeping my computer stuff organized. It's the actual physical shit that gets thrown everywhere. Uh, Kevin, I feel like I always ask the questions and you never. Yeah, no, I, I've I've got a question lined up. Thank so God. <laughs> Noah, should I say? Um, you've probably answered this before on your previous podcast or whatever. But how did you get into this business? Like, what made you want to be a designer of paint schemes, or how just how did you get to where you are? Um, well, I guess it all started when, you know, when most of us uh, started when we were kids wanting to be a race car driver every day of their life. You know, I mean, I watched I watched NASCAR from the age of God knows what, you know, whenever I could remember it till like now. Uh, yeah, I used to live I used to live by uh, Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan, oh, uh, for like a good six years. We were literally like a quarter mile from the track. Like that's, we were right outside insane. during Damn. four, so we would just walk to the track whenever we had tickets. We only had tickets for, ah, uh, shoot, we we I think we had tickets for like the August race, uh, every nice. year. Um, but like whenever we weren't at the race, you could see the Goodyear blimp, you could see the planes. The flyover would fly over our house because they'd that's go so across, sweet. they'd that's go so from cool. turn four to one. It, it, was, it was such a cool experience as a kid, and 
of course, because of that, you know, I looked up to all those guys. They're like my superheroes and I wanted to be just like them, you know, and I wanted to be a race car driver. So I, I even went as far to do like BMX, you know, like the pedal bike stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, I, look, I, I suck at racing. Okay. <laughs> I, I am not good at <laughs> racing at all. The Can't only, confirm. yeah, the only racing that I'm remotely good at is plate racing and that's just about it. And that's just luck. So yeah, you, you just gotta hold down the pedal. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched you do some um, racing. You're pretty good uh, at at some of the tracks there. I think you're pretty good, at Charlotte. Yeah, there's there's a difference between being good and just being able to hold your line. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, the the people I race against, uh, it's it's not exactly top split. So it's 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 carb cup. I, you know, I'm not <laughs> in many league races. The only league racing I'm in, and like barely, is uh, tits, like the truck series thing. Tits. So it's. It's... Yeah, it, that's the only thing I really compete in, and it's not really taken that seriously. But I'm not really into the whole racing thing now because, like, when I turned 14, um, I had this, I had this laptop. It was, it was a kind of an older laptop, and I had Photoshop Elements 13 on it. And I came across uh, this uh, sim, like this old sim from 2003, NR 2003, right? I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. But it's the it's greatest NASCAR sim the, of all time. It's literally the best NASCAR sim. Yeah, like, it's it's fantastic, Kevin. I know you're aware of that game. I know you oh, live yeah. under a rock. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I came across the uh, the modding community for it. Like I came across NR2003 um, in this YouTube series by a TNT man, and he rec- like made a bunch of funny videos on it. Uh, on like NR2003, he would record like like shenanigans and stuff like that, and he yeah. put like sound effects like over it. Those. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I found out you could like design the cars and you can wrap the models and stuff like that. So I, I started doing that with like bases and stuff like that. And like I would start off by making my own paint schemes and then I would try to replicate paint schemes that I saw on TV. And I'd post those like on forums and stuff like that. And it got to a point where I started getting some attention on it like some good attention, like on the forums, not on like Twitter yet. Not that we're not at that point yet in this little <laughs> storyline. The, uh, I, I think I got my first break on Twitter. Like it wasn't even, I think it was like a year ago. I made the, no, not even a year ago. I feel like it was much shorter than that. Uh, it was the, uh, I made these next gen four cars. It was like a mix between the gen four and the next gen car. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I used I used the bullring muscle car late model mod, like bodies, to make the cars. Like I I made like custom rims and I put I I like cut out the grills of like real car pictures and I made a bunch of shading layers on it and made a bunch nice. of templates on it and I made a huge car set on it, and it got some attention on Twitter. And Ooh. so then with that attention, I just started posting a bunch of paint schemes and people started retweeting them, people started liking them, people started following me. Until one day, uh, I think this was like, uh, it must have been like in maybe in late February, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barstool Sports tweeted out a picture of this paint scheme that they made uh, with, uh, with a story that Jeff Gluck wrote about uh, like referencing Davy Dragon, the, the Davy Dragon story. Uh, yeah. As uh, saying, saying Dave Portnoy was like this dragon of the village and so whatnot. And they were, he was relating like all the villagers as like reporters or something like that. I can't remember the full story. <laughs> we we um, all remember that story. Was oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the paint scheme that they uh, 
made. I don't know who made it. I think they I think they made it together. The text on the rear corner panel was white and there was a white line going through it. And it bothered the absolute hell out of me. Like I hated it. So I was like, hang on guys. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this real quick. So as I was fixing it, I was like, okay, maybe I'll fix this. Okay, maybe I'll fix that too. I'm gonna fix the entire thing. And then I got to a point where I uh got to a design that was orange and red and all sorts of colors that were not just green, white, and black and whatnot, stuff like that. And I tweeted it out. And I didn't I, I didn't know what I was expecting, to be honest with you. Um the I went to go get my haircut when I tweeted this, right? I tweeted it and I went to a barber shop to get my haircut. And when I hop back in my car, I see that there is a notification from Dale Earnhardt Jr. commenting oh. on my post saying, Hey Dave, y'all should run with this one. <laughs> nice work here. So I was freaking out in my car. Um I called my parents. <laughs> I, of course. I I was I was just like, holy shit. I, I saw Dave Portnoy retweeted it. Uh, it was like it was getting a bunch of likes and retweets, and there was NASCAR YouTubers retweeting and all this jazz. And I tell you, what, I was my music was like like eleven when I was when I was driving back home. I had the windows <laughs> down. I was having a hell of a time, and awesome. it got it got to a point where like the end of March, they confirmed in their podcast, like the runs uh, Rubens Racing podcast, that they were going to run the car, and they were putting my artwork like on the posts. Like it was crazy. And Dude, your artwork's on T-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was nuts. Like, and then Dave like messaged me, and he was we were talking about how you know we were gonna head down to Talladega. You know, we're gonna get pictures with the car. It was my birthday when he told me that. Oh, <laughs> and then, damn, that's a good ass birthday. What yeah, birthday and then yeah, and then it all came crashing down as soon as a uh, since COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such so, a shame that um that that is gonna run like when there's no fans but i mean dude it's still gonna be yeah. sick to see that on tv regardless oh, like man. knowing yeah. that's you and hopefully that opens the door for more opportunities because i mean you you i've seen you paint i've seen what you've worked on i'm not trying to spoil anything but you made this one paint scheme for will byron that slapped harder than anything i've ever seen him run so it doesn't look sun bleached at all so I mean, dude, <laughs> you you have like some serious skill, and I want I really hope that it opens more doors. Not only so you can continue like you know working with maybe Barstool and like Haas and and Boyer, but like you could maybe like even branch down or branch up. Like you know, hell, maybe even one day you might get to design an F one car. I, I know that's probably extremely unlikely, but you know, if you, if you dream to reach the sun, you never know. You'll, you'll never hit one know. of the stars. That's a, that, that, that is not a good quote on my part, but you know, I tried. <laughs> if you shoot for the sun, you might miss it. and you hit one of the stars. That, that quote's going to be all over Tumblr and like, I'm going to put that as the description post. for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, um, personally speaking, when you were growing up and like looking at paint schemes and trying to figure it out in NR2003, was there anything that you ever tried to model it like your schemes after? Was there something that you really thought like, oh, this is like the bee's knees as far as paint schemes go? This is what I like modeling my stuff after. Cause I know you do have a specific style that you like, uh, painting the most. Oh, yeah. Um, I am a sucker for gradients. Um, I use gradients <laughs> almost all the time. I think gradients are, are great when used correctly, but, um, I love dark cars with bright accents, like a like a like a navy blue with like a neon green. I think those schemes are amazing. Uh, it, like it, I, I feel like 
I feel like there's no like set style that I have. I feel like I kind of I kind of reach out for the style. Like I kind of I kind of look at what the uh, it's all about like the brand when you're making the paint schemes. Of course, uh, the paint making the making the paint scheme. It's it's not just like a scheme. It's a bill, it's a billboard on wheels. Well, whoever has the biggest logo on the car, you, you want to make sure the car is uniform to that. You're not gonna make you're not gonna make a, a nationwide car look like a Mountain Dew car, right? It's an insurance company. You want it to look yeah. professional. You want it to look business like. Usually, you have like a, a two tone scheme, right? And you make it look tasteful. You know, make it at least you know look nice. You know, use those two colors and in, in the correct way. But of course, you know, when you got a Mountain Dew car, you want it to look like it's like it's just a massive in your face energy burst, right? You want the car to look yeah. crazy. It's it's all about being uniform when you make the paint schemes. You know, representing the brand properly. It's it's advertising. Sure. For sure. That's uh, Kevin, an awesome story, man. I mean, that is I'm looking at the scheme right now and it's it's something. Like I, I remember I first tweeted um or I DM my friend this picture because he's he's a very new NASCAR fan, but I've taken him to Talladega the last uh, three falls because he goes to Auburn, so I drive up there and we head together there. And I sent him this immediately when I saw it. I'm like, dude, we actually might get to see this in person. And he was like, oh my gosh, because he's a huge Barstool guy, and uh, <laughs> he he was super pumped about it. So he'll be delighted to hear that you were on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Next, yeah, extra no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know people say all the time that like I designed the barstool car and I designed it and stuff like that. But it was, I know it's technically a redesign, and people think it's like totally different. But the whole, the whole, I think the whole, uh, the whole idea with the car was was the flames, and I think that's like that's like the core part that stayed the same. I could have totally changed the entire scheme if I knew they were gonna, you know, <laughs> you know, say yeah, well, cool, we'll run that one instead. <laughs> you know, I I totally would have changed much more to it, but um, the uh, I feel like part part of the uh, part of the whole NASCAR paint scheme uh gig is improving paint schemes that you do not like. Like, there's a guy on Twitter uh that I'm 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 I'm, I'm decent friends with. I, I don't I don't talk to him as much as I wish I could. Uh, Davin Drive Through, he does he does paint scheme improvements all the time. Like mm-hmm. he he improved Ryan Newman's uh paint scheme, uh he improved I think two of Ryan Newman's paint schemes. He 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 fixes everything. You know, it, it it's all about fixing stuff. I, I guess yeah. at this rate, because most most of the paint schemes that we see today are, uh, some look good. You know, but I, <laughs> yeah, some look I get where you're going I, with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, some some look alright, but I. I just come on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I just I, I wish, man. I, I I want this job so bad. I just I, I want to be the guy who makes the cars, and I want people to look at it and go, "That looks nice." <laughs> yeah, you want to <laughs> you know? be like the next Sam Bass, like just m- being iconic with what you make. Exactly, and then, and it's it's real it's real tough because the companies control every single inch of that car. Yeah. Whatever part of that car they own, they control that space. So like. If you have an ally car and you got Valvoline has a quarter panel uh, sponsorship, um, they want to make sure that they can see the Valvoline logo. You can't have a bunch of lines intersecting on that logo. They want to make sure that that logo stands out so they control that part of the car. And it's 
it's it's just back and forth between sponsors like does this look good does this look good okay will this work is this gonna work you know until you get to just this massive you know heap of a design that you just had so many great ideas with and then it just turned into this frankenstein of a sponsorship you know so what you're, I mean? not a, you're not a fan of the ally 48 is what i'm hearing i i like the motion blur one i don't know what happened that it turned it went from motion blur to checkerboard i don't well, know i don't understand let's it, be real the motion, motion blur, blur one that motion blur is always funnier yeah <laughs> the, the uh the original design that was made by brennan droppo uh he's been making jimmy johnson's paint schemes i think since like uh, he he started like in 2013, I think. I can't remember when he started making his schemes. He made the he he made the uh, I not 2013, uh, 2015, I believe the the silver and blue car. Uh, and yes, then he became yeah, and then he became uh Hendrick Motorsports like primary designer in like 2018. Like he wow. re- like he did a showcase in 20. Remember when they showcased all the cars? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah I remember they, that. They, they they unveiled you know Jimmy Johnson's black. Lowe's car and William Byron's Exalta Flame car. That those are all his cars. So he's the and guy he's still, that gets a bunch of paint on on the subreddit for all the bad yeah, yeah. schemes. <laughs> he's he's such a he's he's an amazing designer, but I'm telling you, it's the company companies will whoever what they own on the car, they they want to make sure you can see the logos. Mm-hmm. They you know they want that to be the part that stands out. I could be wrong, you know, but that that always seems to be the primary issue is stuff gets changed over, like and it gets overruled you know it's it's yeah. all about overruling design choices and no creativity. that's, that's what us designers I, I, I hate it. hearing i get it but it's like fuck man it's it, it's so annoying because you just want like the creativity you want cool looking schemes and and then you end up with like a will byron sun bleach and you're like well what the fuck <laughs> that was a good yeah. scheme, Anthony. Okay, <laughs> I will stand. I will die on the hill that that scheme d- deserved to finish in fortieth. Well, it did. So well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 wish, uh... I wish. I wish. I wish Exalta made more schemes like what they were doing with that paint scheme contest, yeah. where they would change the colors to advertise their paint. Yeah, that would have like, been. Smart. I feel like I made a. I made a post on that actually, like just I advertising like... different colors. I love. I feel what like Oscar Meyer oh, did with um the six car this year where they like they had fans submitted designs and then yeah, fans but... could vote on Twitter or Instagram for it. And like kind of yeah. what Hooters did with the nine card this year, they gave like mm-hmm. four options and the fans voted. And then thank God the black one won because that one was amazing. Yeah, that one's great. But I Harris like, got screwed out of uh Yeah, there's that, a uh, there's Oscar a one. That was really strange. There's a huge conspiracy on that. That that that's the car that they were gonna run was gonna win from the start because all the people all the twitter accounts that you saw saying vote for this car vote for choice a you know it was like their accounts were made that month oh yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it was shady as hell it i I, I felt so bad because harris did such an amazing job with that i mean he he went a little overboard with the, with the tweets but i would have done the same thing like he was yeah, tweeting he about it like twenty four seven. Yeah, he was he was doing everything he could to get that get the votes, and he was winning that poll. And then like a day before it ended, <laughs> the choice A got like what like was, got a five percent lead. He won and I was by like, what the, what the hell? Dick Silver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, oh, it was tied, and then they gave the tide. I think it wasn't even tied. I think I think Harris ha- like had the vote by like one 
like 0.1% by the end of the day, but they gave it to, but it showed up as a tie on mobile or something like that. And like, yeah, oh, okay, I guess I say wins. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was such a, a it mess. Was we were so upset about it. Um, Kevin, let's round this out real quick and then we can get to our picks. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. All right, cool. So, um, you know, I normally ask everyone that comes on here, so I just want to know from you, Noah, um, if you can go back in time to any race in the past and see it live in person, which race are you going to? Mm, I'd probably have to say the 2001 Pepsi 400. Okay. I feel like, a, I feel like that race what... has always rendered, like, I've I always feel like been the... Told the fan reaction was crazy. Yeah, I saw a camcorder <laughs> re- uh, recording of someone just out of the trioval, and like the crowd, like completely lost their shit. Like they were right Man. by the the uh, track themselves, and you probably like like when the cars are driving by, you still can hear like the fans almost over the sound of the cars driving by. And those cars back then, I feel like were louder than they are now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. X-Files. I don't know. It's still it's still pretty loud. Daytona was. Uh, I I had to keep earplugs in the entire time. So. I don't know. Um, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I That's you can't go wrong with that race. We get a lot of the I think we've had that race as an answer before. We get the 1998 like 500 98. Uh, I think I'm still yeah. the the 2002 Bristol Night Race where NBC had the like the really great graphics of like ambulances punched one that was like yeah that was there was like exhausting. five different altercations during it that was, race it know. was ambulance abuse and that was, elliot yeah. sadler had it that was peak bristol to me ward burton with his famous i wish i had exactly brutal window <laughs> classic um, Jeez. So, uh, no, I know that you're a pretty big uh, vibe check uh, man. You, you, me, and you constantly are passing your vibe checks on on our Discord. Uh, any any new music you've been checking out lately? We don't, um, we don't get to talk hasn't... music on this podcast enough because Kevin doesn't listen to music. So that what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there hasn't there hasn't been much new. The only new I think is stuff you've recommended to me. I've been I've I've always been a bit of a music hole ever since college started. I really haven't been able to branch out at all, but. I know I have noticed that uh, I haven't really shifted out of any phases of music. Every time I hit a phase of music, I still listen to it and I never really drop it. Because I know yeah. people talk about how they listen to the same song like over and over again until they oversaturate it. I just kind of, I, I don't really do that for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I I just kind of like, I have I have a playlist. I think I separate my playlist as such. Like there's there's songs that kind of psych me out that I try to avoid listening to when I'm racing. And then I've got like kind of a chiller, kind of like a vibey playlist that I use when I'm like mm-hmm. painting. And then sort of like a, a middle middle area of kind of like the sort of like a kind of like the modern baseball stuff that I listen to when I'm yes. racing. So it's kind of like it's just kind of like nice music to listen to and it kind of keeps the rhythm going. And nothing nothing like too crazy that'll make me feel like I can just dive bomb into turn three with no consequences. <laughs> That's where I, I always get the wubs ready for the late race. Just some very ignorant <laughs> shit going in yeah um kevin do you have any uh final questions to ask before i ask the final question i think i think it's your time to shine anthony go for it all right so i think that we all just need to know um and we can answer at the same time greatest paint scheme of all time hmm greatest paint scheme this is a tough one greatest paint scheme of all time ah man let me I got mine. Let me ponder here. This one, this one's a little easy for me. 
It's like I could think of at least 10 more that are on its level. This one, for me, doesn't get enough love anywhere, but the patriotic paint scheme that Jimmy Johnson ran in the 2018 Coca-Cola 600 was... Was it Power of Pride? Because all those Power of Pride... No, no, no. It was like a white hood with like... Let me check this out real quick. Red and blue stripes in the background. It just looks so aesthetically pleasing to me. And I love patriotic schemes, and it was just the perfect scheme to me. And really, he, that's he, the greatest paint scheme of all time to you. For me, yes. I know it's not iconic. Like, I mean, I, what am There's I? There's a say? picture the, of the '88 car and the '48 next to each other from this race, and the '88 car looks better. That's just your like. <laughs> okay, well, I don't even know, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could say like the Good Wrench forty, or not the Good Wrench forty three, the Good Wrench three, or like the Petty Blue forty three, but like. Yeah, well, if you want, to I, I want something fish, more. The twelve PPG is pretty high on my list. I, I think the twelve <laughs> PPG is great, but I think my all time has got to be the ninety eight Mark Martin Valvoline. That's just so good. Mm. It's so good. I love I love multicolor cars, and it's like Mark Martin's Valvoline car just kept getting better and better and better, and then it became a boner pill car, and I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I guess. <laughs> I guess everyone should be allowed to fuck it at whatever age they want. I mean, yeah, good for them. Yeah, good for them. I just love the way it just like kind of looks like slapped on the car. Like they just threw the paint on it. And then the red wheels. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think for I've always I've always, always, always loved the Valvoline paint schemes, specifically. uh, Yeah, Scott, Scott Riggs, his 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 Valvoline scheme on the Charger. I. I just there's something about those bright I don't know it it because I, I always I never really liked bright colored on bright color on bright color you know but uh, the the Valvoline car is just I'm a sucker a, for it it's an outlier man it's so good yeah and was, the other one I think I think the one I was thinking of for Scott Riggs was that uh, Checkers and Rallies car he uh, Rallies and Checkers it's Ooh, a great one they ran at Talladega yes or, 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 I yeah. love that car yeah I was, the one that I was uh, twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually uh one of the paint schemes I pitched for the uh the Win Dixie thing with Talladega. It was based yeah. off of that car. I had a yellow number. It's oh, good, cool. oh man, damn good there's so oh man, there's so many the, paint schemes that are going up on trading paints that no one's the seen yet. Buddy like, Baker, <laughs> if I'm gonna do iRacing and I end up getting that 87 mod, I really want to do the Buddy Baker Valvoline 21 car because it's just so nice. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. Who, was it Bowman or Junior that ran the throwback for that car? I think um, it was the. Here, I'll put it in the group chat. It it's like this one right here. It's uh, it's like the old Valvoline. It looks really nice. Like it's it's a nice looking vehicle. Oh, um, I think yeah, uh, Junior. I guess maybe or it was one of the two. We can't go wrong with just screaming out names between the two of them, and and technically one's right. I feel like that's what Bowman ran in the 500 this year. I got no, like yeah, something really Dale, similar to it. The, the, Dale the ran new in 2015. Okay. The new Valvoline is better, in my opinion, just because it's like they, they get the colors looking a little bit more vibrant, but it's still a great scheme. I don't know. It'd probably be that or like Kyle Petty 7-Eleven is something I'd run for the 80s. But okay, we got we to gotta get moving along here. We've been... We, we, we've, we've been uh, Taking up some good time there, but uh, Noah, thank you for uh, answering our dumb questions. Oh yeah, of course. I'm all about <laughs> dumb questions. 
Dude, I'm sure we'll just keep asking you as they go along. So, um, yeah, racing's back this weekend. But um, on top of racing being back, we have a couple of races at seven or I'm sorry, seven races, four races in 11 days. It's seven races if you're Kyle Busch. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. So I guess the best way to do picks is we do the picks for Sunday's race. And then for Tuesday, it's Tuesday, right? Is the second race Wednesday. Thank you. And for that race, excuse me, we make the picks prior to that. Like, we could do maybe, like, a 10-minute pick-a-thon episode. Or just post them on Twitter or something. Or just post we'll, them on we'll Twitter. Out. <laughs> I'll, probably do an ep- I'll probably do an episode 57 and a half and just post that on uh, just to get some more content out there. <laughs> you guys can listen to me. I might bring on a friend. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so I've already got picks from the other guys. So if you don't know how this works, if you're new to the podcast, what we do is we have... Um, we normally pick three drivers. We pick a dark horse, a sleeper, and a favorite. Now, the dark horse is someone that we've been usually using that's like 26th in points or worse. Um, and then the sleeper is someone like 12th to 21st or someone that's like a long shot. Not a big long shot, but someone that's like unlikely to win there. Like Truex Jr. at a short track before 2019. Um, <laughs> and then the favorite is pretty obvious who that would be. It would be someone like Corey LaJoy. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I haven't looked at the standings um, as of lately, so I actually have no idea what we were at because it's been two months. Um, yeah, it's but, been a minute. <laughs> yeah, so I have Methy's picks, and Methy actually was getting a little sassy with me. I asked him for two, both picks, and he said no. So he said, fuck it, I'm a double down then. So his favorite this week, hang on, I gotta write these down because my computer's not running at the moment. Anthony, Kevin, uh, Methy, Alex, and uh, Noah. I had, to, I had to think what the letter N looked like. Um, okay, so uh, Methy's picks are his favorite. He said he, he wanted his um, dark horse to be Kenseth. I said absolutely not. No, you no. Yeah, I, I said <laughs> Kenseth's running the six car, maybe. Kenseth is running a championship contending car. Absolutely yes. not. So I told him that he could have Kenseth as his sleeper, and he said, That's fine. Fair. So Kenseth is his sleeper. His dark horse is BJ McLeod, who I don't even know is in the race. Um, <laughs> and he said, I'm doubling down for two weeks of two races of straight BJ. I'm like, all right, dude. And then his favorite, <laughs> his favorite is, um, ah, did he say Jones or... I have no idea actually who his favorite was. Homeboy never gave. Oh, favorite is. I was like, never gave. What a, what a doofus. Um, we love you, Matthew. So, moving along, let me get Alex's picks out of the way here. So, Alex, his dark horse is Ryan Priest, which I uh, is still negative in points. If you didn't know, how was he really? Yeah, he's no, negative he six, I believe. And Timmy Hill's negative... Oh, I think that's owner points. He's negative six in owner points, and Timmy Hill's negative 32 in owner points. What did Timmy um, Hill do? Uh, Daytona. This is Xfinity. Oh, sorry. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he finished third. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his uh, sleeper is Boyer. I feel like Alex loves picking Clint Boyer or one of the Bush brothers, and surprise, his favorite is Kyle Bush. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, Noah, you are our guest. 
We will let you go first. We'll pick each one. We won't go snake draft or anything like this. You uh, just keep in mind um, not to, like, you know, obviously pick, like... We'll call you out. Yeah, we'll call you out. We'll <laughs> let you know. So who's yeah. your dark... Okay, so, okay, run me, run me through what choices were again real quick. Like, basically someone in the back of the field that could potentially have a good race. Uh, back of the field, potentially have a good race. Back of the field, potentially have a good race. Um, Not like Rick Ware racing, but like JTB. You Dossery can pick a team. Rick Ware racing. I mean, yeah, go for it if you insane want. Like I got to take a look at the entry list here. Hang on. Who, who yeah, start, who's, start, who's starting in the back, first of all? Well, it's I feel not like, someone who's uh, starting in the back. It's going to be someone who is just not a good driver, I guess. Well, not a good driver. Oh, the car stinks. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. No. Uh, yeah, we can't pick Jimmy but, Johnson as a dark horse. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Uh, I think. Uh, see, who's usually who's who's been good at? I feel like I. I mean, is Tyler Reddick considered a dark horse in that Have piece of crappy car? Yet? Uh, he was gonna be my dark horse. So. All right, well then that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can have you can have Reddick. Yeah, Reddick Reddick did good at Phoenix. I mean, he was he was yeah. running up there. And, yeah, and he, then just tires said bye. Yeah. No. Goodbye. Yeah. He's starting twenty nine. <laughs> So, he's an unproved rookie starting 29th, who's 25th in points. Yeah, he's most he's, definitely a dark horse right now. He, he's definitely shown a little more promise than I think Hemrick did at this time, uh, at the beginning of the year. He, he, he's actually running that card harder than Dylan's running the three. I mean, I'm still going to be pissed off about that. Uh, it's, that's just a thing I'm just going to be upset about for the rest of my life. Um, and then what's, what, what's the next choice again, then? we got... Sleepers. Sleeper. Next well, hold on, we're gonna we're gonna get back to that in a minute. Okay. So, Kevin, you also said that your dark horse is Reddick. Yeah, I mean he's good at Darlington, or at least good at the tracks with you know a lot of fall off it seems mm-hmm. and running the high line. So, and I feel like Reddick's the type of guy where it's this situation kind of favors him because he just has so much raw talent that I think he'll be able to adapt earlier than other guys out there. So, I think that'll. I know he didn't get the best qualifying draw, but I think he can definitely get to the top 15. Okay. Um, would I be allowed to take Ryan Newman as a dark horse in this situation, Kevin? I'd say so. Since he's coming back from this injury. I'd See, so. this was this was Methy's argument with why he wanted Kenseth as a dark horse, and I said, well, Kenseth didn't just have his brain bashed in by another car and also like, by a you know, Ford Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also legitimately like Matt Kenseth is driving a much better car than Ryan Newman. So it's fair. Agreed. Um, yeah. All right. Newman's so, a good dark yeah, I'll, take, I'll take Newman. So moving on to sleepers, Noah. So who would be a sleeper to win this race? Uh, I think a, a sleeper. Uh, I feel like Kurt Busch is a good one. Yeah, Kurt Busch is always a good Kurt, sleeper. He's Kurt, very Kurt was Kurt was running great at Darlington last year. He was in that in that orange throwback Camaro he had. I yeah, remember him was. being up front with Jimmy until a wreck happened right in front of his nose, like per usual. Oh yeah, I remember that. So um, I think I think Kurt Busch is a good shot. It's a great pick. Okay, I'm gonna go with for mine. I'm gonna go with William Byron. Also, did not okay. get the best uh, draw, but he seems like a guy who. At least what I remember in the first four races was running better than he was last year. I mean, he was on the pole here last year for the Southern 500, so he obviously has speed. And as everyone's been preparing on simulations lately, there's no one better on the simulator than him. He's got the most uh, (laughs) experience during uh, coronavirus right now, so I think that's Yeah, let's see if he can continue that I-race consistency. 
Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, they haven't updated Darlington since I think the 2005 iteration on iRacing. So keep that in mind. Hey, it's all right. Yeah, Same they'll, track. They'll get around to it before 2030, I'm sure. As um, long as it's not after the repave, which was in 2008, I believe, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Anyways, so my uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go ahead and take Ryan uh, Ryan Blaney. We just okay. got all the Ryans today. Um, you know, I I I, I feel like. It's been a while. Blaney's probably going to be a little rusty, but, uh, you know, come mid-race, he'll get back into the swing of things and also know Jeremy Bullen, so give me that. From from what I remember, Blaney's kind of hot trash at Darlington, but... Probably is, but you know what? He's I feel also like had... a better crew chief and a, and a number two Penske car. I feel like, you know, we could, could see some magic happen. I was going to say, he's yeah. also had really bad luck this year, so maybe that combined together it's like two yeah. negatives as a positive so exactly yeah. um i feel like i probably should have mentioned to the new listeners so we have a point system that we set up for this like the sleeper is going to score less points than say the favorite if they win but like you know the sleeper is kind of your safer pick the, the favorite is almost like the mortal lock of the century mm-hmm. so uh noah who do you think is definitely going to win this race uh, based off of like, since this race is going to be right off the hauler, um, most of the time Hendrick was always quickest right off the hauler. Uh, it seemed like Joe Gibbs was one of the slower teams that like go right off the hauler, like looking at this mm-hmm. opposite of drivers. Um, uh, I feel like I want to go with something different. Yeah, he's he's won at Darlington before. It was a lower series, but I think uh, I think uh, Awesome Chase going to first place. Okay, Ooh. Well, that was that was good. Yeah, so that's that's nice I think Chase will get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can get it. You can do it. I believe him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I was thinking a different Hendrick car, though. Yeah, I was also. And we're probably going the same way with this, Anthony, for probably the same reasoning. But um, a guy who was super fast this year could have two wins by now, and won the last race that they ran with this package on a track with a lot of tire fall off, and is also starting second after the pole draw. Alex Bowman. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably a good pick. I, I think Bowman, like I said, probably could fuck around and win six races this year. Like <laughs> homeboy, homeboy's got some speed and some confidence. And uh, one thing he doesn't have to worry about is dogs uh, turning off his game mid race. So. True. <laughs> yeah. No. So at the beginning of the season, before Daytona and everything, me and Anthony kind of made a game out of like who's our sixteen playoff drivers, who's making the final four, who's just going to make the cut. And one of my bold predictions was that Bowman was not going to make the playoffs because we we did what that the day, we did that the oh, day boy. before that deal with Chevy got signed where they were going to sponsor like twenty six of the races with the different <laughs> brands and everything. And yeah. since that, yeah, he's won. Looked like he's could have won two races. And now after whole Corona and everything, Larson going out, we remade our pick. So I have Bowman in my elite eight now from not making the playoffs earlier. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, I feel like, yeah, I want to pick Bowman to win it, but actually I just kind of, uh, uh, gave you a dummy there, sold you a dummy. So I'm going to go ahead and actually pick Truex to win the race. Okay. But if it, if it's any consolidation, I think that Bowman finishes in second. I just didn't really want to pick him for my favorite, uh, for my sleeper. I thought that, you know, I don't want to, I don't think Bowman should go there. That's that's fair. I mean, have fun starting in fifteenth instead of second. Yeah, but... that, that's fine. It's not fine. like it's gonna matter. I mean, Truex is gonna just have that great restart speed like he always does. And then yeah, you you act like it. Cole Pern's still the crew chief there, bud. 
I'm telling you, man, oh. you, you sleep on you sleep on Truex, and Truex is still gonna do great things. Like it, I understand the crew chief's important, but Truex is in the 19 car, right. one of the guess best we'll see, cars. I guess in the we'll field. see on Sunday. That's all all right. I gotta say. Okay, so let's go ahead and round out the field, then, shall we? Yeah, so I'll start off with some uh, some good news out of the motorsports world this week. So it was announced that the St. Pete Grand Prix is officially going to be the IndyCar season finale this year, running the weekend of October 23rd through 25th, which means your boy is going to fulfill his promise seven months later of working his first IndyCar race. That'll be a fun time. Um, mm. All I got to do is make sure that my internship up at FSU doesn't interfere with that. Which I think not. I should be able to get off, but we'll see. I, I will do everything because I already I, I committed to this technically before I committed to that internship. So if anything, I can weasel my way out of it. And I would much rather work an IndyCar race, which is something I've never done. Your professors are going to be so pissed. Yeah, I'll, they'll get over it. I can't believe that. Okay, so that's just how we're going to open rounding out the field with that news when we literally just got like another bit of the nascar schedule announced today but okay i wanted to start with that thank you all right well congratulations <laughs> for tuning your own horn kevin you never cease to amaze me thank you um, appreciate it love my fans so <laughs> for um people who actually want to see cars go around in an oval um we got a little bit more of the nascar schedule coming out and uh, a couple of interesting things so uh for me personally being in florida South Florida, uh, Homestead, and Talladega are going to be back-to-back, which is a little unfortunate considering those were two of the races I desperately wanted to go to. But um, those are going to be, I believe, mid-June? Or mid- yeah, mid-June. Yeah, so that's a little, a little bit kind of disappointing, but also at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, well, at least we're going to be able to see a, a good Talladega race because, you know, I, Talladega after Homestead, those are two good races in a row. Even I, I, Well, I'm at least hoping that. So it'll be race. Yeah, my thing is like obviously we want to be there in the stands. Me and Anthony were talking about uh, maybe going up late July because that was when the Talladega race was leaked to be run. Whenever that leak came out a month ago, the schedule. But obviously, it's been a fluid situation since, and they're not going to have fans there, which is a bummer. But at the end of the day, we get to watch a race on TV instead of not having it at all. So it's. Oh, man. Yeah, it's exactly. Tough. We can't go, but we'll be there hopefully in October. Yeah, hopefully if they start letting fans in. And that was the thing I saw. Like, you know, we had idiot fans just being like, I just killed the sport. Why are they not letting fans <laughs> in there? And uh, to them, I'm, I just say thank you for letting us retweet your nonsense. We needed more content on the podcast. Yes, uh, Twitter definitely. Account. Definitely so thank appreciate you, it. Th- thank you for your dipshit uh, opinion there. But, um, <laughs> I, I think one thing that's nice, though, is we are getting at least a bunch of good races in the month of uh, June, which is really awesome, considering, yeah. like, May, they weren't really sure what they could do. And, of course, this schedule is tentative. It could totally change um, depending on the situation. Um, but, I mean, Bristol, May 31st, after the two Charlotte races is going to be awesome. Um, you know, maybe they make that a night race. Maybe they keep it a day race. I don't think they've announced times at this uh, 3.30. Uh, 3.30? Okay. Yeah. And Everything's, well, like, a 3... A clock kickoff, which honestly, dude, like I get it. I get it for Darlington because you want to have these huge races later on. But like, we, we everyone's been asking for one p.m. start times. We got yeah. it for the e races. I don't see why they couldn't have made Bristol one p.m. start again. time. 
Yeah, there's a bird chirping away. Yeah, one yeah. of my one of my friends texted me and said, "Holy shit, that bird was driving me nuts." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that thing is so loud. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> shut up. I'm, that's the only thing I'm gonna notice now. Well, oh god. Oh well, we'll deal with it. So yeah, you, boot, um, you boofed it. We got a lot of races still up in the air. I am a little bit sad about Iowa. Um, losing both of its Xfinity Series races just because. Yeah, that's devastating. Brad told me yeah. that. Today. I was just. Like, I, I was a fun track to watch, especially because we don't have it in Cup. It's nice to get something new, but that's. I mean, they already gutted their staff earlier this year. I heard a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, the day to day operations of the facilities now going to be run by the people who are in charge of Kansas. Um, yeah. So that's. Definitely unfortunate for the fans of Iowa, but I think IndyCar is still planning on running there later, so hopefully they can make that work with fans. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly when that date is, but you definitely got to feel it for the fans in Iowa who've been supporting that track since it opened. For sure. It's it's disappointing to lose a fun track like that. Um, I heard a rumor saying that if Watkins Glen does not get... um does not go on for any reason mm-hmm. there's the idea that the cup series could be going to mid ohio which is uh interesting i mean very interesting i think i'm not gonna is... lie to you and say that that's not the that's not my favorite um road course in the world but it definitely would be a nice upgrade from say like sonoma or something uh but i, mean, I, I have I... a feeling that we are gonna get um Watkins Glen. I think Xfinity still has to run their mid-Ohio race later in the year, so if it does come to that, a nice doubleheader there. Not doubleheader, but Xfinity and yeah, Cup they could weekend totally would be make cool. They could totally like, make it work. I still don't understand how Ohio doesn't have a Cup Series race. They need one. They do need one. There are I know they don't have many chances up there, but like Xfinity Series and I'm probably going to sound stupid saying this, but Eldora's and uh, no, that's in Indiana, Ohio? I'm pretty sure. Eldora's Indiana, I'm pretty sure. Well, I could be wrong. Yeah. It's happened before. No, shit, you're right. It is Ro- <laughs> Rossburg, Ohio. Lit. I, I thought it would have been Indiana because Tony's from Indiana. Yeah, me too. Anyways, I like Mid-Ohio as a course. Um, I, I hope Cup goes there if they do go to more road courses. That's That and like Montreal are the top of my list for potential venues. So even if, yeah, if Watkins Glen doesn't happen, Mid-Ohio would be a cool replacement. You know what? I'm a fucking idiot. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't Mid-Ohio. It was Road America. My bad. Oh, well. Um, uh, okay, but let's be That'd fair. be awesome. Yeah, that, both would be awesome. Both, <laughs> both would be nice because it's a change of pace. Road America is massive, though. I mean, <laughs> but NASCAR does owns it, does it NBC America? do the IMSA race for Road America? I think so. Yeah, they do have good TV coverage for those races, I feel like. They they do have like a good decent um wide arrangement of cameras so you can see the whole track essentially. It, I I'll tell you what, the cup cars would be hauling dick around those um those straightaways there. So that would be Wait, a lot Road of fun. America or Road Atlanta? Road America. I said oh, Road okay. America. Did I say Road okay. Atlanta? No, I was thinking of Road Atlanta at first because I know NASCAR owns Road Atlanta. I don't know about Road, Road Atlanta. America, would also, though. I wouldn't have a problem with Road Atlanta either. I think that I, I just don't think there'd be many passing zones because of all the S's, yeah, the chicanes oh, wait, and whatnot. Shoot. Road America, isn't that the track where Brad Keselowski like broke his foot and passed? That is exactly in, like, the track where Brad Keselowski completely boofed his leg and made him a good driver. 
Fun fact, <laughs> I was at that Pocono race the following weekend. Um, and I think it was wow. 2011, 2011. Yeah, where he, he raced with a broken ankle. What a man. Yeah. Dude, Brett Moffitt's about to pull that off with two of them. Yeah, let's. Yeah, ha, Brett, we kind of forgot about that. We can say that nice. Brett Moffitt, after breaking both of his legs, isn't going to miss a race this season. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> quite the, like the best. Yeah, did. all I'm saying, if his if he wins the championship this year, Denny Hamlin on New Year's Day, 2021, is breaking his legs so he can finally get that championship. <laughs> Homie's yeah, broken his spine already. <laughs> couldn't even get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kyle, you broke one leg. Where I broke both. Yep. <laughs> I thought Kyle broke broke both of his legs. I thought it was I just think one. he only broke one. Yeah, yeah. I think he just broke one leg. Oh. I, I great guess if Newman the... won the championship after Honestly, getting smacked I... in the face by a Mustang. Oh, yeah. Sure. Let's hold on. No bones were broken, so. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the case, Alex Zanardi would have. Eight championships in Carter. Uh, okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> that might get cut out. Okay. Anyways, moving along. Um, what else? What else has been going on before this? Um, so we got some Xfinity racing this week, and I'm excited to see uh, the boy Brandon Jones back. Mm-hmm. Excited yeah. for. Let's uh, not forget Brandon more... Jones is the defending uh, Xfinity Series winner for about sixty days now. Yeah, that's. Dude, can any other Xfinity driver say that, honestly, besides um, uh, Tyler Reddick? Nope. In the in, in no Homestead, can. no. No, no, no they can. can't. Nope. So, good good on him. Good on him. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked at the uh, driver entry list for any of these races, but, I mean, I guess something we didn't talk about last week is the fact that the fields for all three races have been extended, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good, because you don't want to... Oh, it's called on... the Real Heroes 400. Oh, shit. You don't want to cut back on teams, um, oh, exactly. Series and truck series, because I'm pretty sure like 38 or something showed up to Daytona, and when the field yeah. size was only 32, it was rough to see that many cars go home. Like, didn't um in the Xfinity series, Brad team didn't make it. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Chastain did not make it in the 10 car, and neither did. Oh, yeah, that's right. There. Yeah, two of the called cars uh, just completely said qualifying is stupid. We don't need yep. to do it. Yep. And then fail to qualify. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess we didn't really mention Tommy Baldwin racing back from the dead. Yeah, I don't know how that how that happened. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm oh. happy to see see it happen. I guess. I mean, it yeah, was of, unexpected. Of, of all the things that I expected going into the Starlington race, a full field was definitely not one of them. Um, it was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome. one. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of expected the field to be smaller due to the circumstances, Same. but I, I guess it's I guess it's full. Rick Ware was like, "Put six of my cars in there." <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, holy he... shit, a seventy a seventy eight car. Wait, that, that's what BJ McLeod is driving. Oh, Methy, you idiot! Oh, <laughs> Methy, you fool! Is that a Spire car? This is, oh, it's a Toyota. No, it's uh, not. all I can it's say. All I can say is that twenty seven. Uh, Panini trading cards paint scheme. Yeah. I am so excited to see that thing. Yeah, that's gonna be Darlington too. We got JJ in the first twenty-seven car. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. That, that is an awesome car. I'm trying to find the Xfinity. Uh, where the hell is it? Okay, thank you, Jayski, for not having what I wanted. This is classic Jayski. Okay, let's round out. The final rounding out the field thing with this, just because I am getting annihilated by mosquitoes right now. Yeah, you, this is why I don't <laughs> sit outside. You fool. 
Yeah, well, oh well. Um, a rumored schedule um, after the whole Talladega weekend is the trucks would lose one of their races, obviously, at Iowa. We touched on that. The Xfinity Series would lose out on a race at uh, Mid-Ohio and New Hampshire for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trucks would gain a race at Kansas and get this, Watkins Glen. Yes. Trucks really? at the Glen. Trucks at the really? Glen, baby. Yes. Oh, I hope that happens. I really hope that happens because that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I'm a little bit bummed that um yeah Mid Ohio doesn't get the date because I, I like that track a lot. But Mid Ohio or, or Trucks yeah. at the Glen. I didn't they used Dude. to do that back in the day. Uh, maybe trucks I don't know, Glen? but I uh, I want to see those trucks sent to the bus stops so yes. bad. Oh, oh man, I'm looking it up right now. See if this has ever happened. I feel like that would have been like a late night. Honestly, let me see. I mean, they have it. It's probably it's probably so. near when they were called the Super Truck Series somewhere in the nineties oh, yeah. when they were in it. You're probably right. <clears throat> Let me see other I, any other thing from this. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Oh god, walking fun line. The rumor said we'll see Darlington gain two Xfinity Series races, so they would yes, get there another has. one. Um, ninety six through two thousand, there were tr- uh, trucks one. Kansas would gain an Xfinity Series race. I don't know why New Hampshire would lose a. Race maybe cups going there on like a weekday or something. Um, we gotta figure this out. I guess we didn't even mention Martinsville is gonna be a Wednesday night race. That's gonna be. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not super hyped about that. It's like, who the hell is gonna want to just sit down and watch NASCAR on a Wednesday night? It's just Me? Crazy. The hell? I already. Got oh well, I mean, I am, but regular people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you gotta fit 36 get... races. Somehow yeah, I think yeah, Martinsville on a weeknight when yeah, we could just whatever. I, I just kind of like, man, I want to get absolutely blasted for that race, and I think I'll work the next day. All Oof. right. All right. I am getting annihilated. All right. We can, we can wrap it up here. So, um, we'll, I'll, we'll figure out how the episodes are going to work with these weekday races. I might just mm-hmm. hop in and do a 10 minute thing by myself or whoever wants to hop in. I'm sure I can go into one of my Discord servers and be like, I need a co host for 10 minutes. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. But anyways, um, Noah, thank you for hopping on. We do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTLN Podcast. Uh, follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all that good shit. Shout um, out Stadium should... Scene. Yeah, shouts out Stadium Scene. I'm just going to I'm gonna like just crudely splice their ads in, like all over the episode. But um, yeah, shouts out Stadium Scene for uh, promoting the podcast. Um, we should be making a YouTube page this week, so that should be cool. I'll make sure to post content on there since I know you won't, Kevin. Um, You're right. Yeah, I am right. Um, but until next episode, I have been Anthony. I have been Kevin. Oh, and I have been Lefty. There we go. <laughs> it's we've, had worse, we've had worse transitions. Oh, we've had, we've had a little worse. Um, <laughs> I can honestly edit that to make it sound like you said it immediately. Um, yeah. but, oh, fantastic. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> We'll see you guys after we have some real-life NASCAR races to talk about. Love you guys. Thanks, guys.